this week on Androids and Aliens. Well, unfortunately, you're not in a space casino. You are no. in the Temple of the Twelve, which now that I look at it, it's not that impressive. As cosmic prophecies defy comprehension. So now that you're in the inner sanctum of the Temple of the Twelve, whatever that may be, all those secrets are now at your fingertips. How did they have this knowledge? And how does it connect to this chunk of rock that was floating in space that kicked off this whole adventure to begin with? The stars of fate begin to align. From what I've read, it seems that the more they studied and became obsessed with this constellation, the stranger their dreams became. And a gift from the past awakens. Looks like there's a crystal inside of the apparatus that is still humming with magical energy. (laughs) But will it tear the team apart? I picture Friss hanging on to... Kreska's back and he sees this crystal and as he realizes what it is and the significance of it, his eyes just this lust, you can see it like in his eyes, like through his goggles I won't think very badly The adventure continues Someone take this bastard out of here <laughs> We only serve children born of wedlock <laughs> Now What's up, everybody? Joe O'Brien here, a.k.a. Distribution Android X19, your buddy Dax. And I just want to hop in for a moment before the show actually starts to share with you some breaking news about Androids and Aliens. ANA has partnered with Starburns Audio, a podcast network owned by Starburns Industries, which is the production studio behind Rick and Morty. We are enormous Rick and Morty fans here at the Glass Cannon Network. And when we started talking to Starburns about possibly working together, everything just made sense. Becoming part of the Starburns team gives us the opportunity to reach new like-minded listeners and to return the favor. We want the Starburns network of shows to have the pleasure of meeting listeners like you guys, the best community in gaming, which we all know. As a result of this partnership, you will start to hear ads during Androids and Aliens. You probably even heard one on this episode before I came in here. So for those of you that have been with us for a while, you know that that is a big change of pace for Androids. Adding ads to the show is not a decision we took lightly. There were several factors that were involved, uh, which I won't go into here so as to not prevent you even longer from hearing the episode. If you want to read more information about the partnership and how it came to be and where we want to go with it, please head over to our website, glasscannonpodcast.com, and read Troy's article uh, announcing the partnership. I'm not going to take any more of your time, so I want to get right back to the show. But before we do, let me just say we are extremely excited at this opportunity for a new chapter in the life of Androids and Aliens. And... If this happens to be the first episode that you're listening to because you heard about us on uh, the Starburns Network, you need to stop immediately and go back and listen to episode one. Listening here would be like jumping into the middle of Game of Thrones in season four. Uh, Absolute lunacy and, frankly, unacceptable. That is going to be it for me, guys. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I'm going to get out of your way here. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. When we started Dead Sons, 
Did you think we would be coming to the end of book two in the middle of a lost in time elven temple in the middle of a Castrovellian jungle? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it down. In my yeah, diary. that was. <laughs> we had talked about it in session zero. We we're like, that's probably where this is going. So we built a party, you know, for a jungle temple. For I really? wrote it down before we started. I put in a sealed envelope, <laughs> and I was just waiting for this moment for the thing to be actually for you to bring it up. Do you have the envelope with you? you? Did you dig no, it up? <laughs> I have it at home. Because <laughs> I mailed it to myself. Bring it next time, skin. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. And we'll just look at the date that he wrote on it. Right. It's right. post. It's postmarked. <laughs> it's postmarked. Yeah. It makes me a little worried, actually, because book one was only on Drift Rock and book two was only on Castreville ish. So I'm a little worried that the six books will then only be six planets. And I feel like the universe is bigger than that. Yeah, what the hell? What about Absalom Station? Yeah, there's Absalom yeah. Station. Come on. You know what, you could, you know what we could do? <laughs> Boring. You know what we could, <laughs> he got you on a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Do you know what the word only means? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we could do, Ellie? Is we could just, you know, we're in control of the spaceship. We could just tell Troy we're going to some random planet. That's true. Force Can him we to, please to roll. Do that. That's the magic of this game. Oh, look at that. Seven starships. Just came out. <laughs> yep, that's a <laughs> magic of you. fudging just random encounter die you. Uh, you still want to go to Planet <laughs> Super Fun Time? <laughs> yes. Well, I really want to check out that casino in the sun. The that would be fun. Oh, yes. that would be cool. That would be cool. The, oh, uh, the I, archipelago. I thought of you this weekend. I lost my phone. I left it in an Uber, and so I was reading the Queen's Chronicle newspaper at the diner because I had nothing else to do, and God knows I'm not going to talk to my wife. So I opened up the Queen's Chronicle, <laughs> the old Queen's and I was Chron. flipping through it, and it was all old people complaining about the new legislation that prevents them from feeding squirrels and birds, and it was fabulous. It was exactly what I wanted. I signed that bill. And then I got, <laughs> then I got to a page that said... Resort World in Queens pushes for table games earlier than 2023. Come on, and I was bring like, it. I got to screenshot this and send it to Troy, but I couldn't do it because my phone wasn't there. I'll tell you oh. right now, the second Resort World starts opening up table games, <laughs> we're taking an Androids and Aliens field trip. Oh, yeah. Get the shuttle bus. Get the shuttle bus. No, you know what? The Jitney. We'll go all out. We'll, rent a, we'll rent a limo. We'll rent a limo. Do it in style. Film oh, the yeah. whole thing. I think Hell that'd yeah. be fun. Wow. Uh, spring break. Spring break. <laughs> Pop a couple bottles of champagne. Great. Grant standing out of the roof of the limo. <laughs> I'm the king of New York! <laughs> Shirtless. Pouring <laughs> champagne on himself. <laughs> I mean this with love. I don't think I ever want to see any of you in a casino. <laughs> it's a good time, man. It's a really good time. It's a good yeah. time. you got to just see us early. I feel like it's going to get really dark. Yeah. 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 Well, well, but I, I also, I really need to bring an ID. I never get a lot. Oh, yeah. they, they don't allow me in. Because, <laughs> yes. because I'm Swedish. No, <laughs> no, I would, I would immediately turn you around and send you the other direction if you try to come into my casino. Yeah, yeah no, back no. to your parents. And yeah, it's it's, it's awful. Lost child. <laughs> Get a lost child here. Right this way, sweetheart. Yeah, no, I went to a pub in Sweden this past Christmas, and I was trying to order a beer, and then she's like, uh, do you have an ID? And I'm like, fuck, I, lo- I forgot it at home. But, like, come on, I'm here what with my dad. Is <laughs> no, and the, no, but then she said, like, yeah, because we have, like, a lost 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the drinking age is 11. And <laughs> yeah, so, That's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did she actually say when she asked for ID? No, she, uh, oh, in Swedish? Yeah. Ugh. Do you guys really want to know? Like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, please. Yep. Horuleg. 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So leg. Kind of like harder leg. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Leg, uh, leg is uh, leg, legitimation. I don't know if that means anything in English. Like, it sounds mm. official. Legitimation. It's hard for us to really say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's legit. I only talk like that with my parents. <laughs> around my friends. <laughs> yeah. Did you ask us if we had that word in English? <laughs> legitimation. You know. No, you guys yeah. have that? I was going to say T word. What does that translate as? No, but like, what speaks my language. That's what I love about uh, Nordic and, like, Germanic languages is, like, you know the short word? It's like that other word that's that word but 30 more syllables. <laughs> on the no, is it a cognitive? French. I think it's, like, French or something like legitimation like it's uh, I don't know fucking, oh, is it a cognate know. with legitimate yes that's the thing like it's oh, leg- nice. legitimation like oh. it's how you would say so that's why I was like maybe legitimation legitimation yeah ah. but uh, where is your legitimation exactly <laughs> get out yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you are illegitimate. You are illegitimate. <laughs> You're an illegitimate child. Get out of my casino. <laughs> take your beer with you. <laughs> Someone take this bastard out of here. <laughs> we only serve children born in wedlock. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Paizo writers, if you're listening, please make an adventure in a space casino. Um, well, unfortunately, you're not in a space casino. You are no. in the Temple of the Twelve, which now that I look at it, it's not that impressive. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've been in all of the rooms, as far as you know. Um, you came in uh, after fighting that, that ancient undead uh, elf Salarian, that guardian that was perhaps left here when the elves mysteriously disappeared, left here to guard the temple. He was under the influence of some sort of mind control or mind warping uh, where there was nothing you could say or do to get out of a fight with him. After thousands of years of him being here, you murdered him, and he did not die peacefully. He took somebody with him, though, didn't he? He did. One, Tumsy Fishfork, perhaps the most beloved character across all of our podcasts, Mm -hmm. dead (laughs) thanks to Troy. Eleanor DeLorenzo <laughs> and her reckless decision to stand right up in the fight with that poor skittermander tied to her back. Yeah. As, Use him as a shield as memory. As reckless yeah. as it was rude. <laughs> he was loved. If only she had her legitimation papers. Yep. <laughs> Where are your legitimation papers now? Can't even say it. <laughs> Lugenspruger. Uh, you come into this Lugenspruger. <laughs> God, I want to find out something personal about Troy. Whoa. No, I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) Why? Talk to me after Are you going to blackmail him? What's the the end game? You walk into the temple, (laughs) and uh, you see strange symbols, constellations all over. You can't quite figure it out, because Tumsy's dead. (laughs) And the doctor's in rough shape. Again, PG walks you all into a trap just with a death wish for the entire party. <laughs> Stars fall from the sky, almost killing you. Skyfall. And she laughed. Yeah, the word reckless comes to mind. Yeah, again. reckless, rude. <laughs> you go back and you start to figure out maybe there's some way. Oh, I see it now. E, this Ebra constellation and this one here. I think if we just step on these stars, the penitent man will pass. You make your way across. You see the doctor, Dr. Omaya Sostarni of House Rahir. Uh, That's not the whole thing. The echo of Cherisy's dream. Yeah, bottle cap. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> For me. Put another one on the board. The board is gone. The board's gone. Hey, where's the board? Threw it out. It's gone, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It was, it was covered in dust. I couldn't read anything. Is that oh, why? No. Does that effectively mean no more bottle caps? Uh, 
Oh, the conspiracy theories, I hear them. You find the doctor, and she just kind of gives you the look like, three over there. I don't know anything else. You go over there, uh, more cultists, scatter guns, grenades, and then, boom, squad machine gun comes out. Boom, detonator. Ceiling comes down a little bit. Uh, you end up taking care of them. You look through these side rooms, these studies. They look like old, uh, like rooms where scholars and scholar priests worked and did their studies, but they're... Oh, I'm a scholar. Oh, I'm a scholar. <laughs> the doors look like, if you touch them too too hard, the doors look like they'll just turn into dust. Nothing really of interest in Don't those Don't touch rooms. them so hard. <laughs> you talk to the doctor. She explains that she was uh, abducted by Tawaman, who was posing as this Arab Pakwal, brought here on this journey, along with a bunch of other people, to figure out what the connection between this place is and what you people discovered on the Drift Rock. Because the minute the Glipglorp and company uh, displayed all of that information to the Infosphere... People from all over started trying to figure out what the connections and were. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have no idea. Still no idea. No. <laughs> right? The doctor is now... Well, now I haven't got to this part, but then you go into the Inner Sanctum. You see books and you see scrolls everywhere. You defeat two lore guardians, these elven statues that came to life to protect perhaps the secrets that lie within. The books had been scattered on the ground like someone or something had already been through here and got the information and got out. What I love about the term lore guardian is that it's... You know, you could have a guardian for any sort of reason, but I like to think it's not because necessarily what's inside is not something that maybe the original owners wanted to share um, or that was valuable is that it could be very dangerous. Could be very dangerous. So that's what I'm excited about. They're trying to stop it from getting in the wrong hands. Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory because of, but this is a little metagaming, but because, but because the, the, the campaign name is Dead Sons and like we've talked about Star Eater, I think like this is knowledge that can ruin universes and, and create super novas. Destroy stars. Black yeah. holes. Black holes. Black holes, novas. And they think like, isn't that what's going to eventually like eat up our own universe? The heat death of the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real cheery. Yeah. <laughs> like, and maybe that's what they discovered and maybe that's what the elves went to like prevent or something. Maybe I don't they're, know. they're trying to accelerate that ultimate end. Yeah, because well, like otherwise, why would like Yukulam be so separated from the rest of society? I feel like, you know, scientists would love to go there even, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, to explore it's, the it's yeah. generally a dangerous place, but yeah, there might, the knowledge buried here might be even a million times more dangerous. Right, but where do the rules come down for the fact that it's forbidden to even go? Well, the, the last... Know, does that come down from hundreds of years of trying to protect this lore? Like, the last keep it thing, out of everybody's hands? The last thing that I like to think about in terms of why no one's ever been here is because if this was just the Earth and this was like a part of South America or, or North America or any continent, we would have had no excuse to have been here, but because it's interplanetary and endless things, like it's such a vast universe that no one's probably been here. But there are guards in place. But obviously with starships and everything else, anyone could have done what we did as like a low-level party. Right. And you had access to all the knowledge of the Starfinder Society, who hooked you up with the uh, the Kavarat Academy there, who was like, oh, the only other place we've seen this is in Hakuyam Zan's notes, and he is the only person that ever snuck out here and discovered this ancient civilization. You go through the jungle, you get to the Stargazer, I think, the, the elf reclining statue, and that's where you start to see that the elves that were around centuries or even millennia ago, they had access to knowledge that they should have not had access to. Mm. So now that you're in the inner sanctum of the Temple of the Twelve, 
whatever that may be, all those secrets are now at your fingertips. Yeah. How did they have this knowledge? And what exactly is that knowledge? And how does it connect to this chunk of rock that was floating in space that kicked off this whole adventure to begin with? Oh, yeah, the drift rock. Yeah. Well, as Dr. Friss is is grabbing up scrolls and crawling his way over uh, to be picked up by Kreska to climb this 100-foot uh, tall spiral staircase, and Dr. Omaya Sastani is like, oh, look at all these books. She's poring over <laughs> the books, especially the ones on the floor. Like, let's see what maybe Tauman was really interested in or whoever he sent here to do his research because she wasn't always here when he came in and did stuff so she doesn't quite know what the timeline is so she's pouring over that meanwhile the four of you go upstairs Mei Shun stays behind to watch the doctor staircase climbs more than a hundred feet and ends at a broad observation platform with high guard walls. You'd have to climb up if you wanted to jump off. Let me know if you want to do that. <laughs> Get a beautiful view. How it's high? open air. It's an open air. Uh, yeah, there's like there's a there's a roof, but it's kind of got these uh, half circle windows that you could climb out and. Oh, so it's uh, like a portico or a terrace. Yeah, or something. and the op- there's an opening in the ceiling where you can see the stars, uh, and there's instruments all over the place. Oh. Wow. Now you can tell that most of the instruments. Saxophones? Yeah, this most yeah. Is a it's a recording <laughs> studio. I love that one. That's a great one. Uh, you can tell that <laughs> most of the the stuff, the equipment here. <laughs> we'll see you in book three. <laughs> Take us out, skin. <laughs> um, Most of the instruments that once stood here have just corroded into nothing more than like a rusty stain, maybe scratched glass. However, it looks like there's one device that remains intact, though some sort of apparatus that's tied to the hole in the ceiling. Like, you know that they were obsessed with the stars. So this observatory tower is probably very important to their research. Hmm. Looks like there's a crystal inside of the apparatus that is still humming with magical energy. And maybe you hear like a little... Can you imagine how long this has sat here, humming with that energy? Yeah. It probably doesn't even do what it used to do. Now it just thrums. Can I roll a mysticism check on it? Yes. Okay. It was very dramatic. And after after you... uh, 22. 22. On the gem... Yep. Yes. The no, on the, the rust stain. On the, on the rust on the stain, stain of rust. <laughs> on the scratch glass. <laughs> Shut up. On the, z- on, the z- on the xylophone in the corner. Yeah, no, on the trumpet collection. <laughs> y- it looks... <laughs> the, the coronet. <laughs> That's not a trumpet? <laughs> you lied to me. Dex, put that down. <laughs> I'm trying to look at the crystal. <laughs> it's not the place of the time. Sorry, Captain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this jazzy new tune I just learned. I, was, I told you, I love music. <laughs> Uh, I, just found, I found these ancient charts and I had to play them. 
Do you have engineering, Kreska? I, I have engineering. All right, PG, roll engineering. You are dying to be a part <laughs> of this movie. Like, Ellie, would you like to roll a die? <laughs> I've been holding on to it, and then Matthew was like, I would like to do mysticism. Can, and somebody, like, oh! can somebody brush off the uh, footprints of Ellie all over Matthew's <laughs> shirt? Because you just stampeded over it. Oh. Matthew, are you okay? Matthew. Are you still breathing? Okay. You're covered in Lugenglooper. <laughs> The hardest legs. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but can I roll like just to ma- just to make sure that he doesn't like with his mysticism hands like ruin screw the- it up? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, was just just looking, I was just looking at it. Ooh, Ooh, yes. There you go. Yes. So this is gonna be one, two, three. Crap, math. It's such a big number. It's yeah. hard to. It's so hard. Thirty. Uh, thirty. 30. Oh, thirty. All the way to thirty. Good thing monkey fingers jumped in. <laughs> yes. You don't know how to roll. That's we'll true. never know. Well, you could have aided her if she wouldn't. If she'd stop talking over you, man. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> PG, you see this as Kreska is fumbling around. Duh, was a crystal duh, I don't know what it is. I don't know I wish I knew how this worked. <laughs> You're like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we punch it. Do I just break it in my hand? Uh, it rolled well. It rolled well. We'll just never for, know. Just for flavor, can, can PG slap Kreska? Just a backhand. Oh, yeah. You I fool. Like, drops the crystal outside the observation. Uh, <laughs> flies out the window. It falls 150 feet and explodes. It's Not the saxophone. Do uh, you see that whatever this once was, this apparatus, it looks like it re- measured and recorded Emanations from across the galaxy. Oh, cool! Like, yes. but but like psychic emanations. Whoa! Oh, wow. Whole different ball. That's Ooh. the sense you get. Like, there obviously is a mechanical aspect to this, but it's much more religious in nature. And that's where Kreska is sharing her information. Like, yeah, no, no, no. This isn't just uh, mechanical. There's something mystical here. But the crystal, and this is both of you together as you're ta- I imagine you're talking this out. You can see that. This crystal probably used to record and reconfigure the data that was uh, derived from these psychic emanations and maybe compressing it uh, over the ages. And whenever the elves abandoned this, it just kept recording that data, compressing, compressing, and compressing, and compressing, where now it's so full of of information that it almost doesn't even do what it used to be able to do. But what you have in return is a magical crystal humming with the psychic hopes and dreams of a million minds from across the galaxy. Oh, oh man, that God. is cool. That is awesome. That is really cool. And it functions as a Mark I ability crystal. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. Wow. Judging from Talk about a roll-off. I mean... There are people who are not even in our game right now that want to jump in on this roll-off. <laughs> this is this gives you uh, this is a level seven, I believe, uh, thing that gives you a plus four to one uh, stat. Are you sure? And he's, I assumed Mark one was plus two. Yeah, I'm sorry, plus two. Yes, oh. Mark two is plus four. Wow. Mark three is plus six. But a plus two, permanent two. plus two to permanent any ability score. Anyone you choose. Holy! Any character can spend one hour communing with the crystal to gain additional ability points. This counts as a personal upgrade of the appropriate model number. Once the character has used the crystal, 
its magic is forever spent. So whoever gets it is going oh. to just like channel the minds of millions of people from across the galaxy who reached out to this crystal over the years to give you a permanent plus two to one ability score. And suddenly become a relevant character. (laughs) And all of a sudden become relevant. (laughs) Now here's the thing. What's the thing, Troy? Obviously, you all want it. Yeah. Obviously, the way we normally handle these things is a roll-off, but this is big. So when this is found, I want to hear what people say, and obviously you're going to be petitioning for this, but like, talk to me. I, Talk to each other, really. I have an argument that goes against me actually getting it. Good. Say it as PG. Well, the problem is the chances of me and Dax dying because we're all so shitty is uh, a good reason not to give it to us because then, you know... The Please leave me out of your argument. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off my side. No, and she looks at Shan and like, hmm... Hmm. Mishan's downstairs. She nope. Even I know. already she came up and she it. looked at me. I'm in the world. I'm in this roll-off, motherfucker. <laughs> so oh, the doctor's downstairs alone? Oh, <laughs> stealing yeah. all the oh, data? No, no. So Mishan is not even there. Okay, never mind. No, I'm sure you brought it down. If you exclude me from this roll-off, what you guys find? Crazy. Nothing. Just Nothing. a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> do you play? Do you, <laughs> do you play woodwinds? <laughs> I think, yeah. I just, I don't think you're there. I don't. Mishan <laughs> totally played clarinet. She's got to be in on this. If I held Tumsy while he died, then you are definitely not there. If you held... Well, I mean, you were using him as a human shield. That's not my fault. He's not human. That's not ge- canon. That's pretty much canon. <laughs> uh, so, PG, your main interest is making sure you and Dax don't get it. No, well... <laughs> Matthew? What the f- well, I Jessica, want it. I want it. I'm just, I just worry that, like, what a waste, you know? Yeah, if you die, that's it. That's why I'm wasted. thinking Dr. Friss... Or Prescott. This isn't like a headband of vast intelligence plus two. Someone dies. Let me just grab that headband. Once that power is consumed, that's it. It's gone. Uh, If you bring it down, I I don't think Friss is going to make that whole trip up the stairs. Didn't I I carry you? Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. You're carrying. Okay, so I'm there. So I picture Friss hanging on to Kreska's back, and he sees this crystal, and as he realizes what it is and the significance of it, like his eyes just this lust like you can see it like in his eyes like through his goggles and he's just like kind of like stroking his whiskers and uh he's just like thinking to says, I won't this thing very badly and he says uh, I don't want to be forward but I think I could make a case for myself I am already, I think I've proven that I am a fairly intelligent person. If I could augment my my mind even further, I think I could be a great asset in the future. Taking notes. Not unlike King Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's so gonna we're, say, we're gonna split the crystal. Let's split the crystal in half. No, you have it. No, you take it. And Mishan's like, no. Anyone uh, take it? Uh, Dax will say to Friss and uh, Kreska. Obviously, PG doesn't want it. Mishan is, isn't there. She doesn't even know it exists. PG wants <laughs> it. She's just making a terrible to, case. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's uh, trying to reverse psychology just, us. No, it's just more like it's just like I think actually PG is like its power can consume anyone. I do not know if I'm the one. 
who should carry this power. It's like a little bit like the Lord of the Rings, you know? Mm. I am confident that if given this knowledge and experience of the universe, I could be far more effective in every aspect of my duties. Captain, he's looking at Kreska. I see it as my job to protect you and Dr. Friss and Meishan. Your intellects and wisdom have driven us this far. Your knowledge of the planet has been invaluable. I consider myself the primary mode of protection here and elsewhere. I think that it could be very well spent on me. However, I will follow your decision, Captain. I haven't shared this with most of you, but for 16 years, I was held in isolation, unjustly, against my will, alone, with no human or robotic contact of any kind. And the only thing that saved me from disappearing into true madness was the voices I reached across the spheres just outside of my just outside of my contact my reach I felt them they reached out to me it is because of them that I am still alive and still with it and still with you if I were to be so lucky as to receive the honor of this crystal I feel I could truly begin to comprehend what happened to me and what happened to all of the voices contained within the very many stories of this universe in one single item. If I could be the steward of all of that history, I think I could serve you and the galaxy with honor. It is more of a flavor debate, Captain. <laughs> it simply gives you, makes you better at one thing. It doesn't give you access to all of the voices of the universe. I was bringing my A game. <laughs> what were you doing? I think Friss is like, like squeezing Kreska's shoulders, like as, even as she's talking. It's like digging his claws into her scales. It's like he wants it so badly. Like he wants nothing more. This is all, all he's ever wanted is this is like a dream to expand his already formidable mind. Like he is, he wants it very bad. This would go straight to intelligence, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for Kresko, wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. Uh, for Dax would be strength. Yeah, probably strength. And then PG. Uh, Maybe Dex. Yeah. You would just sell it to get another feat that's useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, <laughs> or another gun. I'm sure since you guys are Think a team. Think about how much gum you could buy if you sold that thing. <laughs> yeah, since another you guys, spoon. A spork. Our team, C- Captain K, wouldn't you want to inform Meishun and have her part of the decision? I was telepathically broadcasting that to Meishun. I didn't want to leave her out. Okay. Oh. Meishun, you hear this. You see the doctor. Oh, oh there's so much information. Doctor, oh. you're hurting my shoulder. Ah, Sorry. You truly are a fine captain, by the way. I don't know if I say that often enough. You don't need to butter me up. I'm not, honestly. Outside of the obvious enhancement benefits that one would gain from a crystal like this, the only reason I wish to gaze into 
the millions of voices out there is in the hope that perhaps my father or mother's voice is in there. I'm sure my wishes and dreams along with my family's ended up in there as close as it was to my home. But I'll allow fate to choose who it may. I've taken all your your role-playing into consideration. Oh, no. And I have some bonuses to hand out. Yeah. Christ. Oh, shit. I thought it was going to be up to Troy. No. Dr. Friss uh-huh. gets a plus two Ooh. to his role. Kreska gets a plus three. Ooh. Dax had a plus two and a half, but PG made it a plus one and a half. <laughs> God damn it, PG. That half might save you. That half you. might save you. <laughs> Meishun gets plus one half. Okay. Point. PG gets nothing. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I Which, think... and my notes say, is more than she deserves. <laughs> oh, now I really want it. I to be fair, that so is what you have. That one half comes into play. <laughs> right. I want it, and then I want to throw it in Troy's face. <laughs> Let's have the roll on! Do it all at the same time. Here we go. <laughs> Hearing a lot of things here. Uh, let's start. Good, Friss. Mayshun, you're sitting on a plus half a point. What is your total? I hit it from Joe because I was really excited. It's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to play some mind games on that old oh, son of a gun across from so me. Nine so and a half? Nine, nine and, and a half. half. Uh, PG. I got a six, Troy. Are you happy now? Six. You know, you could have had a seven. <laughs> role played a little better, uh, <laughs> Doctor Friss. She role played great. This has been a terrible case in character exactly. for her not to. Exactly. If it's any consolation, you took a point away from Joe. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doctor Friss with I a plus a, two. I rolled a natural one. Oh, so, uh, three brutal. That wins, right? Three total. Um, this is reverse town. The lowest score gets it. Uh, I really don't know how this is going to turn out. I feel like it's I between do. the two of you guys. Uh, Kreska. I rolled a natural two. Oh, oh that no. brings you to a five. So Mayshun is the one to beat at nine and a half. Joe, you're sitting with a plus one and a half. What is your total with the bonus? A plus one and a half leaves me at 21 and a half. Oh! That was my poker face. Oh, yeah. so I went good. instant cold face. Don't Dude. ever play poker with O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the roll off of all roll offs. Wow. Oh, that it was, was a terrible roll off. You just I mean, I'm saying to get it. a natural 20 on that item. Yeah. I mean, that is ridiculous. I actually Plus two well to one ability deserved. score. Yeah, what are you going to put it in? I truly don't know. Dex? <laughs> Dex you, strength or uh, con? Oh, yeah. Booting. That might be a good idea, too, but you want to... Probably Dex this isn't because... Pathfinder. Con, you don't need the con like you're you need right, You're right, you're uh, right. Dex probably because... Dex probably because it'll it'll help my to hit with the laser weapons and also my piloting checks, so... Yeah. It's probably rel- more relevant. If you put it on strength, does it boost your damage? No. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, damage melee. with my melee. My melee two hit and damage But you never, you never really do that melee. anyway. You have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got a great melee weapon. Sure, sure. Uh, but... And it does more damage than my artillery laser. Well, the decks will boost your AC as well, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, because of heavy armor. So oh, you have a max uh, dex penalty? Yeah. 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 Get, hey, you might get some new armor if you survive uh, book two. Yeah. All right. Uh, hello, Rolf. You have to spend an hour communing with that. <laughs> Consider it spent. 
there's nothing else up here of interest. You guys do your, your searches. You go back down, and the doctor is just, like, wide-eyed looking at you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just staring at him, like, the entire time. Like Gollum after the ring. Like, he just wants it so badly. I Thank you, it, Captain, for I, your decision. <laughs> I appreciate it. Do you mean Friss or the other doctor? It was very well, wise. I've met Dr. Solstarty, but I can imagine. <laughs> oh, I like, no, I'm I totally... Like yeah, I, I'm like, it's everything I can do not to lunge at him, even in my weakened state, and try to snatch it away and use Start it for myself. Flying at him. <laughs> it's everything I can do. If you were thinking of killing him, it's too late. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. He's, He's already dead. Already dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was never alive. Um, Dr. Solstani is fired up. She's like, I have learned so much. What did you find upstairs? Nothing. Oh, could I get in on that roll-off? Then <laughs> <laughs> I could be handy with a pistol. Why do you want it, Dr. Solstani? I want intelligence. Vast and... I, I don't know. Who doesn't want it? There's a minus five on the roll. Oh. <laughs> I have learned so much here from just looking over these tomes, the ones that were scattered here on the floor, and even just reading the bindings of the ones nearby. What have you learned? It seems as if the Oasia Elves were a, a philosophical offshoot that spurned their Soverian kin and sought a new life of cosmic contemplation here on Ukalam thousands of years before the gap. It appears as if once they made the move to Ukalam, their techniques quickly improved and through a combination of telescopes and divination magic, the elves discovered a strange constellation of twelve stars that formed a perfect circle in the sky. From what I've read, it seems that the more they studied and became obsessed with this constellation, the stranger their dreams became. And these powerful scholar-priests, the ones who lived here in the temple, began recording the odd language they saw and heard in their dreams. Now, these other books continue as, as the elves' knowledge of and exposure to the galaxy expanded both through their visions and what they saw in their telescopes. They parlayed with increasingly bizarre and powerful alien minds from the beyond, most notably a powerful being known as Ibra. Especially noteworthy because the elves' records suggest that Ibra may have not even been a deity at that time. At the time when they first contacted Ibra, they had not ascended into godhood yet. Did we talk about Ibra? Yeah, we mentioned... Ibra got mentioned well, before. It was, a constellation. it was a constellation. Yeah, now Ibra is a deity. But a deity of what? Um, She's a, a planetary unity, like cosmic... Cosmic oneness, I think. Yeah, isn't there some like kind of uh, domain crossover with an existing deity? Is that something I'm remembering? I right? think you're. If, for me, it sounds like an Aurori um, adjunct. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but like, distant galaxies, misty nebulae, all the spinning worlds that, or yes, god of celestial bodies, the cosmos, and mysteries of the universe. Right. So they're saying that. What doc, the Dr. Sostani is saying that from these readings, from these journals and whatnot she's writing, they were contacting Ibra through these strange uh, dreams and methods before Ibra had even ascended into uh, deity form. 
She continues, she's like, through Ibra's teachings, the elves studied that mysterious circular constellation of 12 stars, learning that it was not a natural feature, but the construction of an impossibly ancient and highly advanced species from untold light years away. The scholar-priests cast their minds far into the cosmos and sensed that that ring pulsed with an unnatural energy which led them to believe it was a gateway of some kind. Mm. And now you guys are thinking like everything you saw reminded you of the Ayodara. You're like, there's something about a gateway here. That's actually huge that you just said that. It's been described as... uh, Oh, it has been started as a perfect circle, so it's a ring, so it's a gateway, so it's not just, like, when I see a, a, a star mat, I just see, like, a, a set of lines. I saw a line of 12, but this is a ring. This is a ring. That's so cool. Hmm. And you- the elves called it the Gate of the Twelve Suns, and they renamed their temple in honor of it. That is perhaps why it seems that they originally worshipped Desna, but then changed oh, maybe to that, worship. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I, I remember Desna being... Mentioned at some point. Yes, mm. Desna, the goddess of travel. The symbol, Ibra's right. symbol, is a circle within an arrow containing a constellation. It's as <laughs> if the arrow is like the gate. If their symbol is, it is the gate. Now that I think of it, think if these elves left Silverian to come to Ukalam, of course they worship Desna. They would take such a risk to travel. Desna was their patron. But then they connected with a, a god before it was a god. Now, some of the scholar-priests believe, not all, and I have not read all of these journals, but it's clear there is some dissension. They believe that the Gate of Twelve Sons held back some powerful army. Others among them postulated that that it, (laughs) it magnified the thoughts and dreams of another galaxy, and that it could be the key to untold knowledge. From what I... I've read here, it seems that the most popular hypothesis was that the Gate of the Twelve Suns represented such power that it could only be or serve as the portal to some cosmically powerful super weapon. <laughs> ah. There One. Now we're getting close. Of the scholar priests even posited the existence of a so-called stellar degenerator which could drain all energy from a star. Bottle cap. Turning it into a hypothetical stellar remnant called a black dwarf. Unfortunately, there's no definitive note of where this gate of the Twelve Suns is, as if identifying its location was taboo to the elves themselves. And yes, bottle cap. Yeah! Really? For me? <laughs> you get a skid bottle cap. Yeah! All right. There's only wow. one of these in existence. Wow. And you get it. But nice only if job. you catch it in there. I Otherwise. Don't start underhanded. It doesn't count. Really, really. <laughs> I threw it five feet above her head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cap well All done. Right. Congratulations. You nailed first it. Cap. First cap. Everybody remembers their first. <laughs> you never forget. And your last. I actually do remember the first time I got a cap I, from, from these guys. It wasn't on, a, it wasn't on the, uh, the show, though. It was at your home. No, it was when, when you were in bed. We first played a, a, a Pathfinder scenario, and I made a pun about handling animals. Oh, oh, really? That was during your blue years. 
My bluey? Yes, your comedy was a little more blue back oh. then. <laughs> so, I'll handle your animal. So, I believe was the joke. What, what can we do no. with these bottle caps? Oh, they're worthless. Oh, oh yeah, she doesn't know because she's never had one. Uh, yeah, currently, in their current iteration in this uh, podcast, that's Androids and Aliens, by the way, uh, you can use it to roll twice and take the better result. You just have to decide that before you roll. So a big roll, you're like, you know what? I'm going to turn in the cap, roll twice, take the better. Like initiative? <laughs> Yeah, okay. actually, I don't think we've ever probably used not it for, for initiative. initiative, but that's a good one to use it for in a yeah. certain situation. Uh, a certain situation. Yeah, yeah. No, but I will. Like I will probably never use it because I mean I might use it. I mean we'll see. I mean it's my. Do first you want to just hold on to it like exactly. your fir- the first dollar bill exactly. you receive exactly. in your bodega? You're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> or you could turn it in right now for what's behind door number one. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, no. Do, do you have like for real? She thought have, about it. Do you have something? You get no. what's in this bottle. <laughs> no. It's a dice bottle. It could be three bottle caps. Could I get your neon green dice? Well, now you're just being silly. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind, then, Troy. But I will find an offer. Any, anything, an offer he can't refuse. Anything could be in that box, even a bottle cap. That's even yeah. a smaller box. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have more exposition. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Listen. Kreska is very interested in this discussion of Ibra and is like very, very like she her kind of reptilian eyes perk up at this. Who does uh, Kreska worship? Well, Uh-oh. effectively no one. She was raised to worship the uh, the god of the Vescarium, Demoritash. Demoritash, yes, of course. But of course, you know, after spending 16 years in isolation, your faith gets a little she tested. She lost her faith. And I think, you know, she feels this connection, this kind of connection to something greater. But mm-hmm. when she hears this discussion of Ibra and gets this great exposition about what Ibra's about, it seems like things start to fall into place for her. Something's huh. aligning. Something's aligning. She's been on, on the hunt for a new god. Well, Maybe the, the mysteries she was her. contemplating feel very much aligned with Ibra's kind of inscrutableness. Yes. Mm. I like that. The doctor is like, you know, it's clear they didn't all agree. Some thought it held back an army. Some thought it was a super weapon. Others thought it was just knowledge itself. And as disputes broke out amongst the elves, they agreed that from the confines of... And here we are, amazing, from the confines of Loskialua, they could never confirm their theories. They could never come to agreement, much less attain enlightenment through discovery under the aspired guidance of Ibra. So, and this is amazing if this is true and it all makes sense, they packed up what they needed and then they performed a ritual that these texts here refer to only as the celestial voyage. Oh. The implication is that the elves traveled to another system. The whether they succeeded or failed... How? ...is uncertain from these records. Through the power of the goddess. Wow. But it's, I mean, it's clear now, I mean, this is obvious, but it's clear now why the devourer worshippers want this weapon, right? Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Sorry, could you explain to me again the, the weapon? I mean, I know what it does, but how does it relate to the circle of 12 stars? The gateway. That the gate was, was holding back. It was like a, a vault holding back this weapon. So if you get through that gate, which we're nowhere near right now. As far as you know, If you yeah. go through that gate, it's back there. 
It could be there. Like, but we don't know cool. what form Got it the takes. weapon. Let's take it and like, is drain it, is all it, energy from any right, star. Right, but we, we don't want. know what form it takes. So, you know, is it a Death Star? Form. Is it a huge construct? Right. Is it a, a, like a magical Magic. aura? Is it a, She's yeah. firiously flipping through pages. She's like, huh? I, I, yeah, I don't also, know. I'd have to do more. <laughs> he pulls research. out his artillery laser. I said, answer me! Find it! Also, could we get a confirmation that the 12 suns or stars are actual stars and not like constructs? Because I'm thinking... Uh, because you mentioned in an earlier episode that the star maps they saw were not stuff you can see with with your naked eye. Yeah, they... Ha- well, now you could. If you're on Absalom Station, you get a nice telescope, you look up, you could see all of those constellations. Okay. But there's no way they had the mechanical ability, at least, right. to see the constellations that were on the walls of the stargazer. Okay. Uh, because I'm thinking, stars do move. Maybe not that fast, though, but I'm thinking... Like if oh, that's that's over the course of like millions of years. Like oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, but there were dates recorded as well as to when these uh, when these constellations appear above Ukalam, above. I was Oskilua. just yeah. I was just thinking if we could find out somehow, like actually, like in ten thousand years or whatever, it's passed since they they existed. Like the 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 moon should have been like two. Pr- 2.2 2 yeah, closer or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, there, like there, if they moved or something. There'd be a little, I think it'd be a little. Yeah, drift, I, I think at that distance, 10,000 years is nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's a blink. Yeah. Uh, the blink. At that distance, yeah. yeah. What is the relation between or the differential between the time in which these stars are noted as existing or being recorded? And is it just as soon as they talk to Ebra or get into contact with Ebra? Is it like aligned at the same time? I'm trying to see if there's it sounds ca- causality like, with it. It sounded like they contacted this being from the cosmos, right. and and the conversations went on for a long time with Ibra, and over that time they gained all this knowledge. Got it. Um, but then it's clear that the knowledge uh, caused dissension amongst the group. Interpreting the way they interpreted the mm. knowledge was different, and so they said, "Well, the only way we can figure this out is to take a celestial voyage." Into the cosmos to find out. Wow! And we know for sure that Ebra is not the devourer. Like Ebra didn't turn into an evil. Thing. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. Ebra is you the inscrutable. Yeah, Ebra is the inscrutable. Is there any information? I could be Ebra. Oh. <laughs> is there any information about this this ritual in what you found? Oh, I haven't seen anything as of yet detailing it. Perhaps. Once the ritual took place, they were gone. They didn't leave a book behind explaining mm. it. But look at how many scrolls and books here. Perhaps they had some sort of draft of how it would all take place. Uh, as of yet, I do not say it here. And there's no clue what system they went to. No, I cannot name the system. Dr. Sostani. The <laughs> <laughs> name the system. I grow tired of asking this, so it should be the last time. Is there anything to be learned from the gaps in your information, any area of inquiry which seems to be missing from these books, which perhaps Tahuman took from this place? That I cannot tell. There is just too much information here to pass out. I would need months to look over all this material. I mean, if it wasn't so dangerous out here in the wild, I would rather just stay here. But I'm sure you have other business to attend to and people worrying about me back home in Kabbalat. I mean, it's something to consider, though, right? To, like... Stay? <laughs> not for a month, but, like, for to stay for a little while to give Frist as well. And, yeah, Frist definitely, I mean... 
I mean, his interest is also sparked by what we're talking about and, you know, seeking out this weapon and, and the gateway. But he is also really wants to spend as much time as he possibly can pouring over every single scrap of paper in this place. I mean, we're the. I mean, Doctor Solstani is as close to as close to an authority on the subject as we're going to get, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you give Friss enough time with this stuff, he'll he'll, he'll be able to crack the code as well. Chris is into uh, it also, but I mean, she's like the foremost expert on Oasian culture in the galaxy, or at least the known galaxy. Um, Perhaps we should consider staying for a bit. Can we sustain ourselves here with the with our armor? Like no. we haven't found an electrical output yet to charge. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. You're on a ticking clock. But I mean, you can pile books into things. And yeah, I definitely. Frisk at least wants to grab as much of the stuff that is safe to carry that that won't be destroyed in the move and take it with us. Also, it's probably well. I would say the doctor is like, with, with this discovery, perhaps the university could use its ties with the government to conduct a second, more concerted effort and expedition to come out here and retrieve this information. Um, uh, perhaps we should document it, like document with our cameras and make sure that they see it and then they can come out here. Yes, selfies! Selfies. <laughs> 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 it's Doctor Solstani with like four arms doing a thumbs up <laughs> next to a uh, next to a tome, <laughs> next to a dead lore guardian. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you can certainly take some of this out of here, um, and it doesn't sound crazy what the doctor's saying. And you know that the Kabarite University has some pull. So maybe they'd be able to send a second expedition out here, but someone could come and raid this all. You know, it's it's tough to say. It's hard to get a permit to be allowed out here. Talman and, and his it's hard crew. to say too. I mean, I would think uh, the the fact that we discovered this particular set of information, whether that would be more likely or less likely for the government to approve another expedition. Right. Like, is this something that's like, yeah, we want to know more. Is this like, no, this is exactly the kind of thing we want to prevent from getting out. <laughs> right. Yeah, that could be, so, maybe they knew this to begin with. So it's, right. it's, it's, it's complicated. Right. Um, PG's going to walk that's over. That's why, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, PG's going to walk over to Dax and be like, we need an escape plan though. How the hell are we going to get out of this jungle? I don't know that we have the environmental protections to make it 10 exactly. days back. Exactly. And they want to bring books well, we will carry what we can. And he's starting to realize he's going to have to leave stuff behind. I mean, if we're hoofing it through the jungle, he's going to have to leave equipment behind. He just can't carry it all. <laughs> but <laughs> sacrifices must be made but, for I mean, knowledge. Yeah, but if we're walking back through, it's it's going to be tough. So, if, sorry. And we thoroughly searched the upstairs room to make sure there's not like a Bethesda-style exit portal at the end of the dungeon to get back to the top, right? Takes you back to the beginning. <laughs> okay. To, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure. There, I mean, the, I'm mean, like, video games too ah. long. Meishan's holding out hope that we might stumble upon, like, an active portal, because who knows what could be in the jungle. But, um, we've already done it. We've already kind of looked through everything in this temple. Yeah, as it, me and the, me, the player, I definitely want to bring books. I'm just like, I just want to be, I sure. just want PG to be, like, the, the angry, annoyed bodyguard who's mm. like, ugh. <laughs> My concern, Captain, is that we are running low on our environmental protections, yet using this temple and its relative comforts as 
a healing place for Dr. Friss would be most wise. Yet, we will need the heat protection during the day regardless. Right? I mean, even though we're inside this thing, it's still not protected from the heat. It doesn't have AC. You could travel at night. No, but but he can't get the bed rest. Right. So if we stayed in the temple for four, three days, like making a bed out of these books, like he could basically recover fully. Right, but you might die of heat exhaustion on the way back. Right, but I think that we're relatively protected that we could take temporary ability damage all day. Yeah. Or whatever, stamina damage, or non-lethal damage all day long. And then and just rest ten minutes every couple hours to, like, rejuvenate and... I think we're going to have to. I mean, I can't carry Friss through the jungle. Right. No, I think we should bed rest here, let Friss get all the way better, and just risk an attack every day. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. But hole up. You know what I mean? Like, lock all the doors, (laughs) bar everything. I think we should. Reset the traps, put the bombs up with a detonator. We should certainly use the books for kindling. Just let it light them on fire. (laughs) Because it's going to be cold at night. It's like a desert (laughs) evening, you know, goes down to freezing. Don't even choke. (laughs) I, I, I agree. That seems to be our wisest course of action. No, no, it's fine. You don't do this on my account. I can make it. You can't walk, man. I can walk. Look, and he stands up, and he immediately, like his foot slips out from under him, and he falls flat. And <laughs> breaks his leg. Doctor, isn't it is not a question of whether you can do it. It is whether you will be extremely effective in the jungle. We need you at your most effective. I am very effective. Please. He spits out blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, what, what did he, you need three days of bed rest to 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 get back to normal. Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah, I, I just said I, that because I think it's uh, you but, need but twenty four hours of bed rest to move up one tier. So I think that you're down three tiers right now. Right? Are you only down two tiers? Uh, I think I thought you had a bed rest. No, 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 no bed rest, rest. No. and the bed rest isn't eight hours. Two it's to three, twenty four hours. Oh, it's, like, it's two to three days. I'm gonna roll a perception check. Oh dear! Oh boy! <laughs> okay, nice. Enough chit chat. Mayshun rolled a twenty. Hmm. There you go, Mayshun. Uh, twenty-two. Seventeen. Twelve. Thirteen. Mayshun and PG, as you're sitting here uh, talking, um, you hear a noise. Oh no! In the distance, it sounds like it almost sounds like a. A boulder or, or like a large, large <gasps> oh, rock no. maybe fell from the mountain. It's a very loud sound, like kind of like a oh. Um I click the tumbling pebbles sound. So not like that. Not intimidating. <laughs> yeah. That was maybe what led up to it. Right. That was DC like, 30 to hear the pebbles that came afterwards. Uh, you hear the... Uh, <laughs> that's what you hear. More of a Wilhelm scream. Uh, it sounds like it's coming from... From outside of the temple, I mean, you're here inside of these stone walls. It's pretty soundproof, but the door is open, leading to uh, that open area where you found the doctor. So, I mean, whatever this is, is pretty large, and it's just like a. We could, or you know, I haven't been up there, but from the description, we could see from the top if we ran upside the spiral staircase real quick, right? Mm-hmm. We go, do, Captain. Would you like to go up top and see if we can see outside? Very well. It's not a stargazing mission, but perhaps we'll see some rocks. And Let's we're, go. we're downstairs with the doctor in the library area, whatever. Yeah. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. and the door's open. Dax, seal the door. Yeah, Dax is going to immediately move. Aye, Captain, move over. Seal the, seal the door. He pulls out a uh, blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> Starts melding the metal together. What are we going to do? Do it fast! <laughs> <laughs> Just 
Yeah, squinting so, into the sparks. I'll follow you. <laughs> so Meishan is kind of leading the way. She's also curious to see this area that she only heard about, you know, through telekinetic methods. So mm-hmm. up the stairs, up the stairs, up the stairs, gliding, ever gliding with like one hand along the wall, turning in a turn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you go up solo. No, Kresk is coming. Kresk is coming. Captain K. Kresk and Meishan, you go up. Uh, you stand at the top. Roll a perception check. The view is much better looking out over towards the way you guys walked up than it is from the direction of the sound. Seven. Nineteen. Okay. Kreska, you see out in front of the temple, kind of uh, not exactly where your fight took place, more like right towards the front of the temple, a huge, maybe like a, it looks like a dish, like a metal dish just lying on the ground. 20, 30, 40 feet in front of the like front doors of the temple, you would think. Like where we fought the... Uh... Near where you fought there. You fought him more like right at the edge of where you walked in. Right. But if you look at the map here, right where the front doors are, it's kind of like uh, up and to the left of that. So closer to where that pathway is that leads deeper up the mountain. Oh, wow. Just boom, you see that laying there. It looks like almost like a big satellite dish. <gasps> Can I roll a check on it? Sure. What, what would it be? Uh, roll engineering. It's too bad you're not here. Uh, 12. 12. Yeah, you don't know. You know. PG uh, gets a 12 and a natural one! I, uh, I uh, tell, send a telepathic message to PG asking her to join us. And she pointed out as well, I can either aid or roll my own engineering too. Yeah, I'll come up. What is it? What is that? Uh, oh, let's say 24. I aid. Uh, it looks like a piece of something else that would connect to make a giant comm unit. Oh, uh, oh that's a, that's a, oh, a PX365. I've heard about them. <laughs> it's a comm unit piece. Sitting there by itself, you don't see any people, but you did hear it hit the ground. Should we go check it out? Where Did we see what direction it fell from, or can we make out no. like a path? No. It may have not fell. It might have been placed there. But we heard, we heard a, large, a loud sound. Heard like a, you heard a crash, yeah. and then you see this thing. You climb up upstairs and see that it's there, but there's no one there. Hmm. Hmm. I can go out and take a look. That might if, be, if someone would like to cover me. That might be too dangerous. No, yeah. Maybe Where? we should send the professor. <laughs> oh, I'll take the mock quantability crystal and then I'll go. <laughs> Perhaps we should all go and leave the doctor here. You are the lure guardian now. Yes. Now leave me here with the crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, you and I will live here forever. (laughs) The whole time you've been talking, I've been communing. It it, it just burst. Is there a Mrs. Smelly Rat? (laughs) (laughs) During her entire exposition, uh, Dax was talking to the universe. Dax. To get faster. Are you like, what what did did she say? You guys fill me in later. later. I feel so fast. It's fast. Dexterous. It's wasted on me. I know kung fu. Uh, yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah, he uh, he waits for the captain's word, and then he will heft up this yeah. uh, squad machine gun. Yeah, PG is also also. What does it call when you when you load up a gun in that cool way, like thing? Spatula. No, I know that's not true. <laughs> no, you spatula the gun. Really? Yeah. No, 
<laughs> you could have kept that one going for a long Damn time. Damn it, Troy. Right. I felt bad. Why did you bag out of that? <laughs> I wish you would pick Pulled the shoot too early, man. <laughs> we could have gone a whole week. Yeah. 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 She was yeah. telling her friends, like, ah, oh, sorry, spatula the gun in the middle of the game. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, that's a spatchcocked uh, it? No, no, no. it. I believe uh, the term is lock and load. That may be lock the term and you're load. looking for. Lock and load. Isn't it like a recoil? No? That doesn't mean anything. No. That's when the gun goes. It means something. You're chambering around. How about cocking your You're gun? You're cocking your gun. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do that with a lot of guns, now. But, no, but I want to cock it. Or, okay. or la- laser pistols, too. Do you have laser pistols? It's I, highly unusual, but I like it. I have it. an arc pistol. Cock arc that pistol. laser pistol. I have Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Why did I cock it? Uh, all right. I should have snatched it. Kreska will take. <laughs> so much safer. Kreska is going to take uh, Doctor Friss up on her shoulder, on her back, and say to Doctor Solstani, "We're going to investigate." Oh, all right. I'll stay here with these wonderful books. Don't open the door for anyone books. except for us. Oh, all right. Do we have a secret knock? Yes, let's, do, let's develop it now. Okay. How about this? I see your offer, and I counter with this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll never remember that. <laughs> All right, one of those two. Good luck out there. I'm sure it's totally safe. <laughs> okay. All right, so we lock we lock her in. Okay. Oh, thank you. All right, put yourselves uh, where you want to go if you want to jump out of the temple here to investigate the satellite dish, comm unit chunk. I, I think I, I, I want to, since I have high engineering, I, I should be at least in the top, but I want someone to cover me. Uh, last week we did uh, short rests to, uh, yeah. everybody recorded that on their sheet, right? Yep. yep. I to make sure that your yep. stamina is full. Yep, I'm full. Okay. I will need some, actually I have batteries. I've been wasting a lot of. Um, Dax will happily go out first. So the Dax and PG sort of side by side, backed yeah. up by uh, Meishan and Kreska holding Dr. Friss. Can I do a perception? PG, Once where are you? Uh, You're yeah, still back in there with Solstani. Yeah, where the hell am I? Jesus. You're on the spiral staircase. Oh, there he is. There we go. Okay. As you walk outside, oh, you don't man. have to do a perception check. Let's put my die down. Just put that <laughs> die down because you see to the left... One of those cultists. <gasps> oh, to the right, another one of those cultists. What? What? Trained with weapons on you in the side <laughs> building to the left. Do you see that little side building? Yeah, yeah. that's where we slept. Ruined building. One we of the, yeah. we yeah, slept you there. You guys crashed there. It's a crash pad. pad. It was only t- ten feet wide by ten feet long, and you, you it was all an just intimate night. Slept on top of Chris each other. Chris doesn't take up much room. He cuddled no. up from out of that building. Walks another Lashunta. Oh. Male. Oh. He's got half white and half green dyed hair, and he has these like bearskin epaulets, although I'm sure it's a much cooler, like fantasy creature skin epaulets. Uh, he's got a gas mask, or maybe some sort of <laughs> oxygen mask hanging <laughs> no, around his no, neck no, no. that's like shaped like a skull. Oh, oh this is so God. Mad Max. So he put it on, yeah, he'd look like a, a oh. skull. Uh, knee-high leather boots that end in these knee pads with with like spikes sticking out of them every which way. Another disco man. And yeah, he's a, he's a disco man. And, and all over his body are these like flashing lights that just kind of <laughs> flicker from time to oh. time. That's what I'm saying. He is what? a disco man. <laughs> and he walks... Uh, out of the building, around, sort of facing you. And he looks at Mei Shun. 
Look at you. You've grown so much. I knew no it. way. I knew it. It's clear that you have your father's hopeless determination. But you are the spitting image of your mother. And he sees your reaction to what he's saying. The same reaction that you're giving me right now. Shock. Oh. How foolish of me to assume that Stan Bach would tell you the truth. Did you think all those years that your mother was off working? Or maybe as you wrestled to sleep at night, your mind wandered to darker places. That perhaps she left you and your father for another man. I'm sure you didn't linger on those thoughts for too long. How could anyone leave you and your loving father behind? In a way, I am honored to be the one to tell you. That's exactly what happened. For all is left behind when the devourer calls. Oh no. Nothing else matters except total and utter destruction. When your father came to our doors searching for her, he witnessed the primal force of the Star Eater firsthand as we tore your mother limb from limb oh in front God. of him. I tell you this, Meishan, she accepted the sacrifice wholeheartedly while your foolish father stood witness. Now, he lives out his days as our slave in the diaspora. <laughs> and you, Meishan, you belong to us. Your mother said you had great power, but we had no idea until we began the tests. When you escaped, there was a moment we considered chasing after you, but Dr. Nakada convinced us that letting you grow in the world would be far greater grooming than continuing to send you out on petty missions where you got our men killed. Now, you are here, and it appears your training is complete. Welcome home, Meishan. <laughs> Initiate Epsilon Protocol. Don't no. even think about it. And as he says that, Meishan, you feel this like intense, deep pain somewhere deep, deep in your head below the skin where it meets the antennae. And you just start like shaking and you look up at Dax, Dr. Friss, PG, and Kreska with hate in your eyes as glowing electricity starts to flow through your hands. No, 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 no. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. 
Dead Suns and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.